the reason I'm doing this podcast is it's a passion project for me and also on a I guess we could say a spiritual level it's just to feel heard and on an even deeper level I feel I want to help others I have read so many blogs and listened to so many people on their healing and some people the raw the more raw they are the more it's kind of like stuck and sat with me and I thought if I can express some horrid truths I've experienced maybe it might help somebody else recognize some red flags in their lives and work on a way on healing themselves I just want to help others on a similar pathway share my story in hope it will encourage another to love and even like themselves more and get out of toxic relationships whether that be a friendship a partnership like a work relationship if you hear those red flags ringing it's time to start doing something about it basically and with this passion project I do tend to full steam ahead things. I hope my passions and fiery charismatic energy is magnetic and healing. To give your ears what it is it needs to hear. I don't want to promise too much. As in, I don't want to commit to every week or every month. I want this to just be... I feel I need to tell somebody this and this is how I'm going to say it and this is what I feel needs to be said. And currently I feel my purpose is to talk about past hurt and how I got back up and continue to get back up slowly but surely and want to reassure anyone, whoever hears this, I am so sure anyone can do this. You can get back up. You can regrow yourself Use this as a sign. Chase your dreams. Become the most vibrant expression of self. And be open to love. I wish you love and light. And thank you deeply. This is the backstory of where my healing journey started. The beginning and the reasoning why. Please be aware this next section might cause some emotional triggers. This is a trigger warning. My healing journey started from a devastating ending in a relationship. The short story is, it felt at the time like deceit. They lured me into being with them and then they betrayed me by falling deeply and completely in love with our housemate after convincing me I was just jealous. On a side note, to anyone who's listening to this, especially women, trust your intuition. Never for a second ignore that gut feeling to men you know what I'm talking about a woman will always find out at the time uh, they were the person I cared for profoundly trusted to no end they made me laugh feel safe and secure I felt pure content being around this person my creativity was on steroids They were not my usual type of character I used to be attracted to, which now looking back, I felt I let my guard down too much. In fact, I don't think it even existed. In the beginning of the end, the hardest part for me was accepting this person didn't reciprocate the same, if not similar feelings. 
red flag number one. It was almost fed to me like, you're a crazy person for even having feelings. We're not even official. It's wrong to feel or have feelings. I am also aware that not all relationships are a solid 50-50 of feelings either. But being with this person, I eventually started to feel I constantly did something wrong or annoying. The fun we had as friends, the version of me when we were just friends, when we got together, it seemed to have just got sucked into a black hole. Being myself around this person eventually seemed to aggravate them into being defensive about any questions I asked them. For example, one I remember quite well was me asking, how was the gym? I was okay, I wasn't there too long. And the joke I made was, oh no, the gym guys won't be happy, you didn't spend quality time with them. But then my jokes instantly stopped being funny and it seemed to have been received as me being a naggy girlfriend. I realised after receiving the agitated defensiveness, I would not engage in such a conversation again. The chemical reaction I had was devastating for me in that moment. Like, I was like, what have I done wrong? What? I don't want to upset this person again. So going forward, I told myself, I will avoid such confrontation. Because that's how it felt. It felt like confrontation that I'd made a joke where it seemed to have touched a nerve. And I was like, I'm not doing that again. However, in their defence, they did apologise later that night for responding in such a manner. But looking back, I think it was only because they heard me crying in the shower. I was in there for more than an hour. Still in the back of my mind, replaying the situation, overthinking how I felt, I grew to no longer feel safe to be myself around this person. I was so lost and kept losing myself after this situation. Conversating with this person transformed and created feelings within myself I had never experienced before. Like the heaviness of anxiety to ask how this person was, how their day went, was terrifying for me. I became depressed. I felt I wasn't good enough for this person. I felt I wasn't worthy enough. And I even became lonely feeling like I was a tiny speck of nothing when we sat in a room together or even sleeping in the same bed. I felt they were so far away that I couldn't reach them. Even speaking, I felt unheard, like my feelings were irrelevant and inconvenient. I just felt like my presence was so toxic that making them hate me and resent me. Even food for me, like lost its taste. My creativity plummeted. I used to draw a lot. And I was so creative with making things. It just hit rock bottom. If anything, the thought of making something brought like physical sickness of like, I don't have the energy for it. The forever feeling of not being good enough came out in food. I'm not good enough to like make myself a nice meal. I'm not good enough to create something to make myself feel good. And I noticed it also started to affect my day job to the point I couldn't get out of bed. And at the time I was a 6 a.m. start work type person. And I do recall having time off work because I was so lost and depressed and anxious. I felt physically sick at the time. 
I saw the great efforts of this person eventually as a relationship um, grew. I saw them doing anything they could to be as far away from me as possible to the point where I eventually would spend most of my time in a whole different room and they would travel to another city. I was never introduced to any of his friends and that was probably another red flag of this person doesn't really want me in their life. And when they'd come back from their weekends away, it kind of also sounded like they wanted to live a single life and I was holding them back from that. All it did was make me want to try more and hold on to them more. And the more I did that, the more I failed, like making dates with them, only to feel like I'd forced them to do something they dreaded and then resented me for. And there's this heavy energy of why am I here? And lack of enthusiasm came, which kind of made me feel really sad that it was so basic for me to like want to just spend time with somebody and it be of quality time where it was reciprocated eventually the feeling of not being good enough kind of brought this impulsive feeling of I can't do this anymore this is it this is the final straw this is crushing me I I I can't take anymore I can't be with this person that doesn't want to be with me it is mortifying It's not fair on any of us. It's not fair that I have all these feelings and I wanted it to have been something we shared, but it wasn't that. I was so emotional all the time. I was constantly crying. If that wasn't enough (laughs) to to tell you to like get out, then I don't know what what it would have been. Um, So I kind of just ended it, but it didn't kind of end there. We lived together in a house share and I suffered for a few months (laughs) being in the same house with this person. So clearly enjoy torturing myself. And watching a relationship grow before your very eyes is by far the hardest thing I think I've ever put myself through. I saw the, the beginning and for them to call me crazy and jealous and it's all in my head for them to eventually be together as soon as I moved out was devastating. It was probably a bigger wake-up call because admittedly, in the beginning, I thought if I went on this self-healing journey, go to counselling because this person made me feel like they were secretly telling me I was a mess and broken and no one wanted me, so go fix yourself, go speak to somebody professionally. I genuinely thought it would bring me and this person closer. However, this was before I knew the truth about them and our housemate. I guess the lie hurt more and the realisation. It did create some setbacks when I found out and maybe some resentments, but also at the time speaking to them, and admitting it was her all along, I felt relieved, like this trap I seemed to have put myself into. I just felt instant release. Like I was so glad to have got that clarity. And I know some relationships, some people don't ever get that. And and that's what that was for me. It was instant. I wasn't crazy. I was right the whole time about them, but wrong about this person. I thought I knew. 
I think that's what created the setbacks is this whole time I thought I knew this person and I didn't know anything about them and I was scared to know them. So some things are still jaded and I don't really remember too much. I don't feel I resonate with this story too much now, which is probably why it's easy to speak about it without getting too upset or emotional about it. It is not too far past, but I made it through. I got back up. It took some time. I know I pressured myself a lot to heal quickly, which again also created more setbacks. And I'm still healing and learning who I am in new relationships. And I'm not perfect. I did not start this journey solely for them. I did it for me. I knew deep down I attracted this person without healing myself first. I needed to be reminded that if you don't love yourself first, the universe is going to cause an earthquake within you, split you open and make you see what's inside. With that said, I learned quite a lot from this situation. And I know I what I lacked and what I'm hoping to work on and create is to have healthy boundaries in place. And I need to trust my intuition and listen to those screaming red flags that creep up. They sing louder than we think they sing. I will always learn and grow from my experiences and loving myself first, putting my own oxygen mask on first, basically bearing my scars with you in hope you find your own healing. This message is more to say, whatever you do on your journey of self-healing and self-love, please go easy on yourself. Love yourself first, always. And you are worthy and you are deserving of love i hope this message will inject hopeful curative energy let your scars become vivid markers of your tenacious spirit always be ready to love let your soul shine and walk in the light this next part is me talking about when i finally built the courage to move out of the house share i was living in the situation Living with two people, creating a relationship before my very eyes that crushed me. I decided the weight of it was too much for me to continue living there. I decided I was going to move out, look at advertisements. And the options I had, now looking back, were pretty incredible. A very visceral feeling of any noise that somebody made within the house caused this hurt. Listening to happiness really made me feel more sad. And I, d I just didn't understand at the time. Any excuse to like feel physically sick, my body would do. So I remember going into work one morning and just looking for a room to rent because I'd had enough. And there was two. And there was one advertisement from a woman advertising a room and a man advertising a room. The advertisement was explicitly said, I'm a gay man and I want to get to know you. And this was like, oh, that's actually a really nice message. I really like that. It was very open and honest. I can't remember what the woman's one was, but I do remember the phone call I had. And it went a little bit 
like the story I was living, which I thought, actually, I can compromise. You know, you go through a breakup. We all go through them. I can go through one. Then from what she'd said was basically, this relationship is on and off. And I was like, I don't want to be around somebody that is in a turbulent relationship. I don't want to end up being the other housemate that moves out because you decided to get back with your boyfriend. I was almost ready to commit to this woman. And I said, I need to think about it. Let me get back to you. Which I am so grateful for because I am a massive people pleaser. So I think I remember just sitting in a car park and waiting until I could go to this other place to see and check out this room. As soon as I walked inside the flat, I was like, oh my God, this is like a sanctuary. There's plants everywhere. The house was just so beautifully decorated, just screen to me sanctuary and safety what i need to be in right now this is what i need and i remember the feeling like there was no pressure to tell my story of what i'm going through why i'm looking for a room i felt there was no pressure even to commit to that room and it was almost like i'd walked through this door and i felt instant release from everything that's going on in my life currently this it just felt I needed to be there it didn't matter at what cost and I remember going home driving back ringing my mom and be like oh my god this place is amazing I need this room this is this is just I can't do anything else with the rest of my day I need to like tell this person I need this room and I think that was probably the first phone call in months my mom had received from me without me crying down the phone. I probably could have like moved in that weekend if I'd thought about it a bit better. I was going away that weekend, I believe. And for some reason, I thought I had booked all of my bus tickets to the airport a day late. But it turned out I was so stressed and exhausted from being so emotional about a situation that I ended up going to the airport a whole day before I needed to be there. When I got to Australia eventually, my poor friend, all I can say is I am so sorry for ruining our holiday with the misery cloud I brought with me. And I know my friend like struggles herself deeply with depression. It wasn't fun to be around me and I am so aware of that right now. But the one thing that I am grateful for And what I think I needed at the time was just somebody to just sit there with me, not alienate me. How I felt, I felt ridiculous for being so emotional. And and I realise as well with that is a trauma response from childhood where it's kind of like you're told, oh, you're so dramatic, no one cares, get over it. And that's all I had playing in my head. I will forever remember that she was there. And how I look back on this situation now, with me moving out, I had two options. I had one option where I could go and live with somebody who is living the same life I'm currently in, as in, I'm going for a breakup, it's torture, swim in it still forever and never release ourselves from this situation. Or I could go and live with somebody where it's a sanctuary. I can go and heal and I can work on 
myself privately without any externalness of any interruptions to my healing. I can do it privately. I don't have to talk about it. I don't feel obligated to tell anybody about what's going on. I had a choice. I had a choice to heal and I chose that. I didn't choose to go back and sit in misery and surround myself by the same people going through the same misery. I didn't want that. I wanted healing. I wanted to feel everything but work on it. And I realized it doesn't always happen in a straight line. And even now, some things that I've spoken about on this podcast has kind of triggered me too. It's just made me aware of the things that I did and the things I didn't do and things that I can now really say that I'm grateful for. And the opportunities I had were endless. The inspiration for this podcast originated from doing a poetry course with Prince's Trust and Poetic Unity. And I realised I found a new way to express myself without saying too much. I wrote a poem about what I've been speaking about. Um, And I guess now it's given me the courage, the strength to be able to tell people what I went through kind of sucked but I'm okay and if you're going through that same thing you will find light at the end of the tunnel even though now it feels probably like you are under the train getting smushed. You'll eventually be the one driving the train to that light and embracing it. So this is my poem. Emotionally work. The feeling is visceral chemically complex and contradictional. It's unseen, unheard and unspoken until something painful happens and then you're awoken. Emotional scars covered in skin, avoiding sitting there and looking within. Under positive pressure, I am my own oppressor. Heart and cold flushes, heart and mind rushes, tight chest, can't rest. What is this feeling I'm experiencing? Closing my eyes to sleep, I'm anticipating. Vivid flashbacks, nausea and trauma comes back. Nightmares and night sweats. All because I love someone. Regrets. Some small self-healing tips I found for me that worked. Anytime I felt lost or I just needed a mental break from my environment, I would go out and go for a drive have my music full blast, sing till my heart content. I'd have like a happy sad song where if I was feeling sad, it will bring me up. If I was feeling the need to cry, it would help me cry. That I found liberating to be able to cry, like ball and cry. And it, you're in the safety of your own car. So <laughs> anyone looking, they're only going to see you for a little bit. That's how I look at it anyway. Hopefully you don't know that person. But I found crying really loudly on the motorway, driving very fast helped me. Obviously within speed limits, please be safe. When I was driving on motorways or country lanes where it was very isolated, I guess you could say, to normal roads, 
Often I drive to the Forest of Dean. Now, it is such an enchanting place to be for me with the woods and it's something I used my intuition to, I guess, try and tune into it a bit more where I would walk anywhere, not pay attention to anywhere I was walking, say to myself, right, I'm ready to go back to the car and I'm ready to go home now. And within minutes, I'd find my way back without a worry or a care because I just knew I was going to find my way back to the car. So that's how I kind of increase my intuition for that side of things. Some things I am still working on in other areas because I'm aware that intuition sings differently in different situations and just walking in the woods in general too has been so healing just being around nature being observant of the trees making noise the birds even just what I found to be amazing as well I felt like nature would just kind of pop out because I was quite quiet or I was just minding my own business just embracing and enjoying the walk. Um, I remember finding a whole family of wild boars and I was far away enough to like be safe, but it was just incredible to have got that experience. The same as something that I never really thought too much that made a difference. But recently I found just saying nice things to your water. And it's gonna sound crazy, but I think it works for me. And I've had quite a few other people have done this as well. And it's almost kind of confirmed to me. It's something that I think more people should be aware of. Put all your love and energy and attention into your water. Like the same as you would like some people speak to their plants and they grow better. And I found it does change a few things. Even just the taste of water. Now, I love the taste of water. I know some people don't. I found it became more sweeter the nicer I was to my water. I was saying nice things. So it could be just as simple as a thank you. Just one word. Anything you want to say nice to your water. Something that you wish somebody would say to you. Or some people find that easier to say things externally to something than it is to say it to yourself so maybe this could be a way of you healing is using this glass of water as hey I think you're amazing you are beautiful you know you are abundant magnificent you are an incredible human being anything you want to say or wish you could say to yourself say it to this water and then drink it. And then whatever you've said to this water will manifest within you. You will start to see and feel different. I want to know if you've had any experience with it. Let me know. I want to know. I want to hear your stories. If it's simple as just drinking your feelings, your positivity, it could, could change the world. I would like to end this podcast with some affirmations. I push beyond my own perceived limitations. I am healing every day. In the pursuit of the imagined, I manifest infectious inspiration. Thank you for listening to my podcast. I am incredibly grateful you've listened to the end. I appreciate you 
and I wish you a fantastic day. Thank you.